You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis of our sermon, as I mentioned, is the epistle that's appointed for Trinity 2 from Ephesians chapter 2. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in the flesh his dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility And he came and preached peace to you who are far off, and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access to one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. You know, when you think about it, what a tremendous blessing it is to be able to gather together for worship, isn't it? You know, every Sunday, we can come together and we can rejoice in the forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ. Every Sunday we rejoice that his resurrection opened the gates of heaven to all believers. We are delighted to receive every single gift that his death and resurrection can bestow upon us. St. Paul said in the opening words of our reading, Now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. In this reading, this appointed epistle, Paul focuses on the gift, another gift he has given us, the gift of our unity in Christ. For he says, in Christ we are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. We're living stones built into a temple. We're the dwelling place of God by his spirit. We are one people, one family, one temple in Christ. It's in Christ that the walls come tumbling down. Those walls that separate, that divide, walls that exclude and keep us away. If you go to the Old Testament, there was a great wall. There's a wall of separation between Israel and the other nations, between God's chosen people and all the other people, between the circumcised and the uncircumcised. The law of God set the Israelite nation apart, consecrated her, made her holy. The law said, do not touch 
Do not handle. Do not go near. Be separate. It set Israel apart from her Gentile neighbors with a wall of commandments the Gentiles did not have to keep. Dietary laws, Sabbath laws, feast days. If you were an Israelite, you were different. Set aside from birth for a holy purpose, to be the bearer of the promised seed to the nations of the world, to be the womb that bore the Messiah in the fullness of time, to hear the promise to Adam and to Abraham that through the promised seed of woman, the offspring of Abraham, God would bless the nations. And so you were set apart. And thus from your mother's knee, you learn that you don't associate with those unclean ones, those goyim, the uncircumcised. You didn't eat at their tables. You didn't send your kids to play with them in their houses. You can recall from Acts chapter 10 that the apostle Peter had to receive a threefold visionary kick from the Lord before he would go into the house of Cornelius the Gentile. And even then, he was uneasy about it, almost apologetic as he entered the door. Or go to Acts 15, and there the inclusion of the Gentiles, the uncircumcised as full members of the church caused such a ruckus in the early church that they had to have a meeting in Jerusalem to sort out the logistics. Or in Galatians 2, it tells us that some visitors from Jerusalem came to Antioch to see what was going on. And Peter visibly removed himself from the table of Gentile believers, thereby publicly had to be rebuked by Paul. Those old walls come down slowly, and they come down hard. It's sin that causes those walls to go up. It's our sin that separates us from God and sets us against one another. It's sin that divides. Sin wedges between us and God. That's the whole nature of sin at its heart. A wedge driven deep between us and God, leaving us alone and isolated and self-absorbed. So it's for the sake of your sin and my sin that God put up his own wall. He formed his own gated community, so to speak, called Israel, a nothing nation of nomads from Egypt, a chosen people set apart for one purpose, to bring forth Christ at the right time. Jesus was a Jew by birth, circumcised on the eighth day of his life. He walked Israel's soil, but he also walked on Samaritan soil and Gentile dirt across the Jordan. And he didn't shake the dust from his feet, but he left his footprints there. 
He proclaimed the peace of God to those who were near, his fellow countrymen who often rejected him. He preached the peace to those who were far off, the Gentiles who often welcomed him. We read in the Gospels how Jesus reached out to that Samaritan woman at the well. He let the bread from Israel's table fall to Canaanite dogs. He touched the lives of a Roman soldier, a synagogue ruler, a tax collector. He sat at the table of a priest and a Bible scholar, along with tax agents and prostitutes. You see, Jesus embraced the excluded. He welcomed them in the kingdom of God. And he warned the included that their self-justification put them on the threshold of exclusion. It was the appearance of Jesus that brought the division of the Israelite and the Gentile of circumcised and uncircumcised to an end. The wall that had stood there for 1,400 years cracked at the sound of his preaching and it tumbled to the ground as the earth shook in his death when that curtain in the temple dividing the holy from the unholy was torn in two from top to bottom. Jesus said, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all to myself. In the death of Jesus, that wall that divides comes tumbling down, and the world is one in him. He has brought the far near together by his blood. He's made peace according by reconciling himself, the world to his father. He reconciles us to each other. It's his blood that brings peace. His wounds bring healing. His separation brings our union. In Christ, in Christ, we are one. In our most profound sense of the word unity, we are one with Christ and in Christ, one with another. We truly are brothers and sisters in Christ. So if that's true, and it is, the question may be, why are we still divided? Why are Jew and Christian divided? Why are even Christians divided amongst themselves? And the answer is, it's all in Christ. You see, the profound reality of our union with Christ, our unity with one another, is all in Christ. It's not something we do ourselves. It doesn't happen by the vote of a voters' assembly or a convention. Were it left up to us, we'd be back in the business of wall building. We love our walls. We knock them down, and we build them back up. And so we throw up walls of opinion and division politics. Walls of jealousy and envy and anger 
walls of prejudice and pride. We take the body of Christ and we tear it into a million pieces, each claiming to be the true one. And yet, as Paul says in Ephesians, there is but one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. There is only one Savior, Jesus Christ. There's one Spirit to whom we have access through Christ. You and I are, as Paul said, citizens with the saints, members of the household of God. And we're built on the foundation of the prophets, apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself, the cornerstone. He's the one who sets everything straight and in order. He's the key that joins us together into one undivided people, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a people belonging to God in Christ. In the Bible, the church is never spoken of in individual terms. Do you ever notice that? There's no, I am the church and you are the church. But only the inclusive, we. We together, the saints have gone before us. We together are one people. Regardless of our parent differences. We're one family. We're one temple in the Holy Spirit. And that's what the church is called forth to show the world, our unity in Christ Jesus. One baptism, one bread, one cup, one Savior, with one death and resurrection for the life of the world to come. Paul says, at one time, you were far off. And you were isolated. And you were walled off. You were excluded. But now, he says, you've been brought near. You've been gathered. You've been included. How? By the blood of Christ. You see, you belong. Your baptism testifies. Christ's body and blood testify. Each of you belong to the people of God. You belong to the family of God. You belong to the body of Christ, the church, the dwelling place of God by the Spirit of God. When you think about it, you are privileged people. You're gifted, you're holy, you're one in Christ. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website 
at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.